On this week's episode of the Healthy Hustle Podcast, we have Hannah Ashton, a 20-year-old YouTuber, influencer, and entrepreneur. She's grown her current channel to over 175,000 subscribers, and she uploads videos weekly about women's lifestyle, empowerment, and productivity. Hannah is also the host on the Dream Archive Podcast. And to help women stay on top of their goals and to plan their best days, she launched the Dream Archive Workbook Planner in June 2019, which is sold on shophannahashton.com. She strives every day to inspire young women to pursue their dream careers and lives no matter their age. Here's our conversation with Hannah Ashton, all about being a girl boss while thriving in college. You are listening to the Healthy Hustle Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for people who want to thrive and hustle in a healthy way. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol. Hey, Hannah, welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to talk with both of you today. Thank you for coming. Okay, so we are so excited to have you. How are you today? I've been good. It's Friday and it's December. So, you know, Christmas weekend coming up. <laughs> I'm excited to just do all the fun holiday stuff. Have you had, have you had done your finals yet? So I've done one final and then I actually just have one more final to do on um, in a few days. Okay, lucky, lucky. I still I haven't even started my finals yet, guys. When do you I'm start? I'm stressed, but um, I have I have some next week, and then I have like papers and like projects to do. So wish me the best. Gotcha. Nice. Well, you're lucky. I just came from one this morning, and I have one this evening. Oh wow! So Look at you go. Yeah. All right. Um, could you please share with us your background and the story that led you to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So. I started out on YouTube and I my I'm still consistently I would say a YouTuber um, and then I started my first channel when I was really young and I was about 10 years old which sounds crazy but it was really just more of a hobby and for fun but I've kept with it over the years I really got into uploading consistent consistently and making money from it in high school and but the channel that I own now is called Hannah Ashton, and I basically upload videos weekly about women empowerment, college lifestyle, and entrepreneurship as well. Because I am now a sophomore in college, I go to Belmont University, which is in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm studying entrepreneurship. And so over the years, I've loved doing YouTube and being a content creator and growing my following, but I've also had a passion for more of a business side as well. And so I've had a few different business ventures so far. I've done in-person events and workshops. I've done some YouTube consulting, but what the project that I'm really ecstatic for that I am pouring so much of my time into right now is my product, which is the Dream Achieve Workbook Planner, which I, we can go into more, but that is the business that I am currently running now, a product business all done online. Yeah, I've been watching you for like a couple of years now and I'm, we're both sophomores. So it's just amazing to see how you're able to, you know, balance it and bring your expertise onto your channel and share with others. Thank you. So, so because we're going to be talking a lot about your business and how you're able to balance that work along with school, could you please give us and our listeners a run through of your business, your mission, the industry you're in um, and things along those lines? Yeah, so 
it was a big deal going from just content creation into creating a physical product, but I decided I wanted a product, not just like a merch sweatshirt or something like that to go along with my audience, but I wanted a tool that was really going to help them in their daily lives. And the content that I was always being asked to make was based around productivity or morning routines, like time management skills. And so I thought creating a planner with all of my hacks and like how I like to schedule out my days would just be super beneficial. So the Dream Achieve Workbook Planner um, kind of became part goal setting workbook at the beginning. So I talk about if you want to start a side hustle, how to start that up, how to track like your first month of revenue, if you wanted to start a business, how to prioritize different areas of your life. And then it's also a six month undated planner. So you can start it at any time, pick it up whenever. And it's just six months. So you're able during those six months to plan out your days and create habits to actually achieve the goals you set at the beginning of the workbook. And so I would say I'm in the planner and stationary industry, which, but what I feel like sets mine apart is it's focused on college aged women and girls that are doing more than just one thing. So yes, we may be in school, like high school or college, but maybe you're also wanting to join a sorority or start a podcast or YouTube channel. And so since I've grown up always having so many balls in my court juggling many different aspects of my life. Um, I wanted to create something that would help the girls who do the same stay organized. Wow, that's great. So um, we talk about college. Um, so far, how are you liking college? I say it always depends on the day. Some days <laughs> I I really like learning my classes. I, I do like my business classes because since I have a business, I can apply what I'm learning straight into um, what I really love to do, which is running my own business. But then, of course, there's some days where I just want to do my own thing and I don't want to have to, you know, write this random paper. I'm like, why would I do that when I can make more videos and grow my brand? So I say it depends on the day, but overall, I'm really happy with where I'm at. I don't see myself being at any other school and I really like Belmont is a small school so it's very community based and I enjoy that but where do you where do you guys go um I go to GW up in Washington DC George Washington University nice and I go to the Ohio State University oh so cool we're all across the country yeah we're making it work though (laughs) I love that um you said that you're studying entrepreneurship right yes um, how does that help you with running your current business with like the Dream Retrieve workbook? Yeah, so I would say even above my classes, what's been great about being an entrepreneurship major is the community and like the clubs that Belmont has centered around that major. So we have speakers come in that are local entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs from all over the world. They can come in and those those speeches, those lectures are open to anyone, but I specifically love going because it's just very inspiring to hear about their success. And we also have always two entrepreneurs in residence on campus so you can like schedule a meeting with them and go meet with you know entrepreneurs who are successful in Nashville and learn from them so even more than just my classes because the classes I'm currently taking since I'm only a sophomore are kind of general business they're not specific on entrepreneurship Um, my classes are great but I think the programs they have set in place around the entrepreneurship students have been Um, even more helpful and I honestly should take better advantage of what they offer Uh, I kind of need to remind myself to go to more things and network as much as I can while in school but if you're at college and even if you're not an entrepreneurship major I would see if your business school has any of those opportunities and to just take advantage of them yourself that's really interesting because from my last internship I ended up 
realizing that I really liked the process of entrepreneurship and innovation. Mm. So I just added that as a minor this Oh, cool. Semester, That's so. awesome. All right. So for our next question, um, I know when I look at a lot of businesses and, like, the stories behind them, we kind of just jump to the idea and then from there how it, like, expanded. So I was wondering if you could talk to us about the story behind actually how you thought that um, you should start doing, like, more of planners, stationary-based business and goods and services. Hey, Ozzy here. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We want us to take a little time to share with you Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum of listens. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. In fact, we use Anchor to share our podcast and love the convenience of it. We can get all our stats to help us better improve our podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. For sure. So I remember it was in September of my freshman year. So a little over a year ago when I was curling my hair. I don't know why I remember this aspect, but I was curling my hair and I was thinking about my planning process. And I was currently using two planners. I had one that just had like a to-do list in it where I was using that for school assignments. It was like my academic planner. And then I had another planner that allowed me to time block by the day. And I was using that to manage my schedule and also to make sure I had enough time to figure out work and school stuff and I thought okay this is crazy I'm using two different planners I want to create a process or a page design that allows me to have a to-do list and schedule my time out by the day what would that look like and so I just started putting together um, like drawing on a piece of notebook paper in one of my binders what it would look like what some of the pages would look like and I didn't know exactly where I wanted to take it I thought okay I've never done a manufactured good. I don't even know where to start with that. Like, could I do this as a digital product? But then I thought about how I personally don't use um, digital planners. I like using Google Calendar for just random meetings and stuff, but I never use a digital planner. And so I wanted to create something that I myself would buy that would fit the needs that I see I need, but also fit the needs of what I'm seeing fellow college girls need and my viewers as well. So from that idea of just, okay, this is what my page design would be, I started Googling and looking up to other mentors, whoever I could talk to, whether they were in the planner business or whether they were just a podcast based around finding a manufacturer or starting a Shopify account. I just got basically all the knowledge that I needed to create this from online sources and Googling, podcasting, YouTube, all of that. And so from the idea, I first needed to figure out how manufacturing works, and so I would set up meetings in Nashville. I just decided at the end to eventually go overseas um, to get it manufactured, so of course I had to look into how to get that done, and then actually designing. I have no graphic design experience, so I taught myself in design using YouTube tutorials and started there. I mean, it was a it was a long process. I'm sure it would have gone a lot quicker if I had hired a graphic designer, but that just wasn't in the budget starting out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to learn this. And then from there, it was ordering the samples and figuring out what I wanted it to look like. And the workbook is a black linen hardcover with gold foil on the front. And I, I've seen a lot of planners and I've had planners that are very 
vibrant and lots of colors. And I wanted something that was a little bit more professional looking because for me, if I'm going into an internship or a job interview, I may not want to bring a super colorful, girly planner. I want something a little bit more professional. Um, so that's why I wanted to make it look like that, just very classy. And then once I found my manufacturer, yeah, it was just getting samples and figuring out, okay, my cost margins, how much could I charge for this? How would shipping work? Okay, let's plan the photo shoot for it so I can have good branded photos. Okay, now that I have the photos, let me set up my first website. And that was, that's just a quick rundown of the whole process. It sounds like a really lengthy process. <laughs> I know it is. That took the, that, the whole process because I got the idea in September and then I launched in June of 2019. So over six months pretty much for for all of that. <laughs> That's like, it's really interesting that you just went onto YouTube and just picked up those skills to design your own workbook. I remember we were talking about this in my English class, how like is school really necessary if you can just really learn all these things off of youtube with people that are just there willing to like share all their knowledge and information with you so yeah it's definitely a good topic to discuss i think that with certain degrees obviously you're going to need to learn from professionals you know like if you're going to be a lawyer a doctor all of those things take a lot of skills um, that would be hard to learn online but for so much of business there's so many resources out there and so if you feel like you can't afford college right now like that should definitely not stop you from learning as much as you can about business or writing or communication marketing whatever you need it's honestly amazing how much we have online and sometimes makes me even wonder like okay why am I paying so much for for a degree but for me as of right now, what I kind of see the degree as is just another tool, another, it's not going to get me my future career, but it's just a tool in helping me get that career. Um, And I think by getting a four year or two year degree, you're just also showing your dedication. Like you showed up to those classes, you started something and then finished it as well. So that could just be a few extra aspects of why a degree is good for those of you who are in college and you know, want to make sure that what you're paying is going towards something. What my mom always told me was that um, have a business, want to run your business, but the need for a degree, you can use it as a safety net in in case like anything goes wrong. But I mean, you shouldn't have that fear, but you know, it's also another reason why maybe sometimes a degree is good and, you know, showing that you went to those classes. All right. So for our next question, um, have you had any challenges on your journey so far? I'm sure you have, but um, with balancing a business of uh, uh, running, being a college student, rather, sorry. Um, and what have your challenges been? Yeah, so one of them, I would say, just like you mentioned, is balancing it all. People always ask me, like, how do you balance this? How do you balance doing when I was in high school and running a YouTube and doing all the extracurriculars and now in college and I added a business to that and what I say is I just take it day by day some days are focused on school like if I'm in classes all day and I have homework to do I may not even touch any aspect of my business and that's okay some days I want to spend with family and friends and I don't want to worry about posting on Instagram to you know market some days I say no to family and friends and enable so I'm able to work so for me it's not about like okay every day has to be perfectly balanced it's just more of like the season as a whole I want to feel balanced in so as long as I am progressing in those three aspects of my life um, you know friends and family school and then work as long as I'm progressing in the season um, in each of those then I feel whole and complete and I try not to 
be super focused on like the daily, okay, I have to fit everyone into this one day. I think of it more as the season. And other challenges more specific to the business was, oh, let's see. Um, I think timeline was a big one. When I first got the idea in September, I like I'm part of the generation, you know, we want everything instant. We want everything now. And I was like, okay, it's September. I want this to be done by the Christmas season so I can, you know, sell it at Christmas 20, that's Christmas 2018. And then I realized like that is not possible at all. So it took a lot of patience for me, which was something I definitely had to work on to take it step by step and to make sure each part was right and not to rush things just because you wanted them done. And even as we got closer to launch day, which was around June 15th, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if my timeline's still going to add up. Like I'm waiting for my sample or the waiting for the orders from overseas. I am waiting on the photographer to get me back these pictures. Like I, it was hard to put my trust into other people's hands when it came to something like my baby, like this product that I had poured my creative and heart and soul into. And so I think letting go of that fear of it has to be, um, I have to control everything and just saying, okay, I'm going to be patient. It'll happen when it happens and it's going to be okay. That was a big challenge to come over that really took the whole six months to to overcome. (laughs) You talked a lot about marketing on Instagram. Is that your main like source of like publicizing your workbook or how do you, how do you like get the message out there? Like spread your brand to people. I would say YouTube and Instagram are my main marketing tools. And thankfully I did have a following on both of those uh, channels before I launched this product. So I I think it's called a a, like a soft launch or something when you already have people who know about you or know you're going to be putting out something um, before you actually launch. And so that was very helpful, of course. And for anyone who's wanting to start a business, I would say before you even announce a product or you try to sell to people is to give out value on one social media of your choice. It could even be TikTok now. Like people are doing hacks and stuff on TikTok and yeah. I think that's a great marketing tool that you could hop on, but give value and build an audience around giving value. I did YouTube videos for like 7 years, <laughs> free content before I put out this product. And so give value and get people there um and to trust you before you launch or try to sell to them so that was super helpful but yeah i love youtube and instagram for marketing because it's real um it's not staged i it's usually me showing in a vlog how i'm using my own planner in my daily life of college or on instagram it's me highlighting other girls stories that they send me of how they're using their workbook and so it's very real marketing which is what i love about it because a lot of people say that social media is a very powerful tool to help you in this age with marketing Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would say absolutely. And it's only growing. Um, If you're a business and you're not on just you need to be at least on one social media. If you're not on just one social media, then you're missing so much opportunity. And even if you only have 200 followers that think about 200 people in a room, like how expensive that would be to get 200 people in a room to listen to you talk about your product. And so if you can get 200 people to view that story where you show how you're using it, that's amazing. Um, And so especially tapping into, like I said, the new forms of social media. So IGTV, Instagram and Facebook lives, TikTok, just being as active as you can without overwhelming yourself is important. Okay, so we talked about this a little bit before, but could you give us some like some practical tips on how you're able to manage it all, planning, time management? 
and things around that line? Yeah, so what I do is I, I do follow what's in the workbook. So in the workbook on your weekly spread, on your left side, you have a to-do list for your first half of the week. And so every morning or the night before, I'll write out a to-do list, a basic to-do list of things I need to get done for school, work, friend events, all of that. And then on the right side of the page, you have a time blocking section and time blocking for me is super helpful when I have days that I need to get a lot done. So they're blank slots and you can basically write in the time of day. So let's say you get up at seven and then you put your going to do your morning routine at seven and then at eight you have class. So I write in class and then at 930 I'm going to edit my YouTube video and then at 10 I'm going to do this homework assignment. Um, it allows you to see exactly how much time you have in the day because it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do today and not enough time to do it all. But you're spent, you're wasting time watching a 10 minute YouTube video here, scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. for 15 minutes here. And so when you write it out by the hour or you can, you can, you can even do it by the 30 minutes if you want to be super specific, you can really see how much you can get done in the day or maybe you can't get it all done in the day and that's okay too. Like yeah. then you don't want to overwhelm yourself and feel bad like, oh my gosh, I did finish my to-do list when you look at the hours and you're like wait I I overbooked myself for today I need to not do that in the future so it really helps you understand how much time you have and how you can manage your time best and I do that usually Monday through Friday but to help balance it all I don't do schedule out my weekends that much I really try to keep my weekends for doing friend things or taking my time to you know watch some more Netflix if I want and so it's that's kind of how I balance it out is making sure that I'm productive on the days that I need to be but giving myself days where I don't always put work or school first and I put myself or my friends first um are there any times where you're kind of in the slump and you don't feel as motivated um, to do like the work that you need to do. Maybe you're not feeling it a particular day. And if you do, um, like, what do you do to kind of get out of it? Oh, girl, this is me this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, of course, like everyone, there's times where I don't want to do anything. I went to a concert last night, so I slept in this morning and it's rainy and my friends and I made made pancakes and I'm like all I want to do is watch a Christmas movie like I don't want to <laughs> study for this final and do all the work that I have to do today but um what I have to do is inspirational or like motivational content is my first go-to so putting on a podcast from like my business coaches or a um, fellow college student I love something that's not like chit chatty but more like business or productivity focus is what I like to do. Um, YouTube videos, this, like I said, the when we were first talking, this call is, I know is going to get me motivated because yeah. once I start talking about everything, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to get started on it. And so for me, it's content. I know for other people, it's like being with um, accountability partner. So if you can find yourself like a biz bestie is what I've heard people call it, or just a girl that like, you can call up and be like, hey, I have to get this and this done. Do you want to meet at a coffee shop? And we can just work with each other's presence. So we're holding each other accountable to not, you know, leave and go watch TV. We're going to be working there together. That's also super helpful. Um, But yeah, for me, it's mainly just content. And I watch, spend maybe like 20 minutes watching the videos or reading a book. And then I'm like, okay, I'm motivated now. I need to actually get to my own work. I love the idea of the biz bestie because honestly, it's amazing how like the power of sisterhood and friendship, um, you know, encourages you and lifts you up to do what you need to do. Yeah, I have like two friends that we call them work dates. And I'm like, okay, can we have a work date on this Friday morning? Like, we'll just go to a coffee shop and work for a few hours. And, you know, if then it's great, because if you have a new idea for something, you can run it by them right there and get Mm -hmm. real feedback. 
Um, so are there any gadgets or apps that you think have been essential in running your business or is it mainly just your planner is keeping you accountable for yeah um i use shopify so they do have the app as well which is great and so that allows me to basically run my business from my phone i can check and see what orders come in and then i can use that to connect right to my printer to print out the shipping labels and do all of that so whatever platform you're hosting your website on i think it's great to use one that also has the app so that you know something goes wrong when i'm out and not by my computer i can check up on it or you know give someone a refund if they need it i can do all that from my phone um and then let's see i don't have any like cool ones (laughs) that no one's heard of before i think i just use the basic ones like google slides and docs and folders i love google suite for everything like i have so many google sheets the their excel version um on there and i make those for everything like if i'm trying to figure out the cost of a product i use that if i'm just trying to figure out like the christmas gifts i'm going to get to people i'm going to make a google sheet and put their names and gift ideas so i basically use google um as a main tool and then yeah just shopify is really how i manage everything so nothing super fun sorry oh no it's totally fine (laughs) Would you say that those like helped you stay organized and like made the process run a lot smoothly than it would have without them? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really thankful that I can run my whole business digitally. Yeah. Like I'm 20 years ago, this wouldn't, I couldn't do this. Um, so it is really cool that I can have a business from my dorm room or when I'm on vacation, like I was in Florida over Thanksgiving and I was still able to check up on everything, still host my Black Friday sales, my Cyber Monday sales, all from being in a different location. I actually had a question about this. Um, so I'm planning on starting my own business and I've always just wondered if it's better to like start, like open up a website and have like like a digital platform ready or to start working on the actual product itself. I'm not, I'm still battling on with which one is like more like better. Yeah, I would say go ahead and create the website just so that um, you get your domain. You don't want whatever idea yeah. domain you have to be taken by the time you get to it. So I would create like the website and the social media focused around it and just start, like I said, putting out some value filled content if you can. So like for me, before, let's say I didn't have my YouTube channel or my Instagram following before the workbook, I maybe would have cre- still created the Instagram, but put out like 10 tips to make you have a better morning or how to plan okay. for the holidays, just things that kind of go along with the product you want to release. So you're gaining that audience. And then also uh, what I've been learning is that even more importantly than growing Instagram followers is to grow an email list. So if you can get people to sign up for your email list, that is going to be great because the you own those contacts. Like right now, my Instagram followers, if, if something happened to Instagram, like that would all go down and I would lose them and yeah. would really have no way of contacting them. But your email subscribers, they are with you and you control them with your through in, within your website. So I would say try to grow that list first um, before even like promoting a product. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, and then... You talked a little bit more about your research. So, and for me, when I was doing research on starting my own business, I started to read more books, listen to some more podcasts. So, do you have any book recommendations to all the girl bosses out there? Yeah, so I have two. The first one is one I've had for years, and it's always just a source of inspiration. It's called In the Company of Women, and it's basically um, it's like a coffee table book. You can get it at, on Amazon or places like Anthropology, things like that. But it is inspiration and advice from over 100 makers, artists, and entrepreneurs. 
So it's just a quick little interview with um, over 100 women who either have businesses or are doing their own thing, and you get to see their yeah. studio and hear their advice. So it's great for just a coffee table read. But one book that I'm reading right now that is great for – if you're in the spot where you're like, okay, I know what I need to do, but I just can't get myself to do it. Like I'm still just, mm-hmm. you know, doing the research stage. Like, and you're like, I'm not taking the step to actually go for it. The book is Marie Forleo's um, Figure Outable. Is it, it's called? Everything Everything figure Everything's Figure Outable. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. It is so good. And I seriously can't get through just like one chapter without wanting to get up and like start doing something. It's so good at like just getting you to go for it so if you're in that stage then I think that book is a great one to get how do you like how did you figure out what you needed to do to move towards your goal um I think when I had this big idea of like okay I wanted to do some kind of physical good some kind of product what I had to do first was just make a long list of all the little steps that were going to take me from where I am right now with just the idea to getting to launch day and I say make them as specific as you can like create the Instagram handle buy the domain figure out how a trademark works buy the trademark and so you can just kind of brain dump and you can add to it over the course of a week like things will come up in your head of like oh I also need to do this and this but getting a long list it's very overwhelming to see it all but then (laughs) you can start sectioning it off so like okay I'm gonna get the first five things on this list done in the next month and then you know in your google calendar in your planner put a month from now like have those five tasks done and so it's first seeing the big picture and then starting in little sections and breaking it down um I actually had a question about that what do you think are maybe like the most essential most important things that you need to do um when starting your business Yeah, I would say that it is to create that website or just, yes, you have a platform that you own um, with the email list instead of just hosting everything on social media. But then after that, make a social media account, focus on one. If you think your audience for this product is going to be on Facebook, then make a Facebook. If it's TikTok or Snapchat, maybe it's Instagram, figure out where you're going to be at and show up on there. And then I would try to find someone who is in that same industry or doing that a similar thing and see and reach out to them. See if you can get coffee with them if they're local or just send them an email with a few questions that they can maybe answer um, or set up a phone interview, something like that. And just find someone who's a few steps ahead of you, not, you know, a hundred steps ahead of you and get advice from them. That's great. Um, how are you able to find time for yourself like while you're doing all of this like and what do you do to practice self yeah so I love self-care love my time I make (laughs) it um for myself in the mornings like first thing in the morning and right before I go to bed so in the mornings I give always give myself 30 minutes to read my devotions or an inspirational book and have my coffee and like I like to do my hair I didn't today because it was one of those off days but when I normally have to be somewhere (laughs) I like to get dressed and do my hair and do my makeup and just watch YouTube and like have that little time by myself not talking to anyone Um, and then right before I go to bed I I'll even be hanging out with friends but if like if I'm tired and I know I need my time to myself I'll be like okay guys I'm gonna go back to my room or I'm gonna go to bed I need to just chill and have some me time before I get my rest so I do my skincare routine and then I will sometimes make myself like a little snack and watch Netflix that it's so basic but that's Mm. honestly how I relax is watching TV um or Netflix or Apple TV because I don't have a physical TV but 
Uh, yeah, so that is honestly my self-care. It's very simple. Um, I just make sure to do it every morning and every night so that it's just expected. So I, I don't have to, I don't get overwhelmed because I'm relaxing morning and night. And then also throwing yeah. in a workout in there. That's, I think, so great. So the days that I can get a workout in, I feel 10 times better. And I just have to remember to do that. Okay, real quick question. What's your favorite like workout to do? Yeah, right now mine is pure bar. So it is, oh, yeah, I've done that. it's bar class. So it's like yoga and Pilates put together and I love it so much. Bar is so hard. I did it once in DC and I was sh- literally shaking. Yeah, that's what they, I know they want you to like shake and it's so difficult and you're so sore after no matter how yeah. many times I do it. It's the littlest motions this. too. You're like, why the heck is this exactly. hurting so much? I was much? about to say that. For me, I just never realized how the small like just the tiniest movements like impact you i was shaking i couldn't i didn't i wasn't able to go through the full workout because i was in so much pain yeah it, <laughs> it's crazy all right so i always love asking this question so um what does like a typical day look like for you in the life of hannah ashton <laughs> yes so this semester i've been waking up around 7 a.m and i will either go to a bar class in the morning, um, maybe around eight or something after I have my morning. So I have my morning routine, like I said, usually for seven, seven thirty, seven to eight, depending on what I do. Um, and then I'll either schedule a bar class or get straight into some work where I'm editing a video or responding to emails, that kind of thing. And then I may have class around nine or something. So I'll go to class um, and then go get lunch usually with friends. That's kind of like my midday break is we'll go to our cafeteria or something. If I have a lot of work to do, I'll just come back to my room and eat in my room. But I try to a few times a week, go get lunch with friends. And that's kind of like my midday break. And then I usually will come back and do more work, which for me just looks like sitting right here. And since everything's online, just fulfilling orders doing anything like that, filming, editing, responding to people, podcast recording, whatever it is. And then depending on the day, I will sometimes take a drive and go ship out orders at the post office. So I do package all my own orders. So I'll take them to the post office, maybe run any errands that I need to do. Um, I love, you know, just going to Target or just running to the mall. Like if I need a break in the day, obviously that's like a once a week thing, but that's just nice to do. And then I'll come back. I'll make dinner in my friend's apartments, hang out with them, talk, just have like some college time. And oh, also in the afternoons, I'll get any homework done that I have because I can't do homework at night. Like after dinner, it's so hard for me to sit down and do schoolwork. So I try to get that done before dinner and then after dinner, hang out with friends and then start my night routine. So pretty basic, but that's it. Cool. Cool. Um, Okay. So who are some girl bosses you look up to? So I call her my business older sister. Her name is Kalia Nicole and she is like an Instagram queen. She basically helps girls um who are like micro influencers get brand deals Mm -hmm. and get paid for their content and she lives in florida so i've never met her in person but she's been on my podcast like we text a few occasionally and she's just she hustles so hard and does pour so much into her content like she really cares about each picture she posts and each caption she writes is so helpful and that's where i want to be one day so i love looking up to her and then let's see who else lately? I feel like there was. Okay. I can't remember her name right now, but I love following um, the founder of ClassPass, actually. I got to hear her oh. speak 
at Belmont last year and then I started using ClassPass and now I love using ClassPass for things like Pure Bar. And so it's super cool to see how she's grown her company. And I follow so many female entrepreneurs on Instagram. So really just going on Instagram, my feed is super motivational, which I love instead of it feeling, you know, instead of me feeling bad about, you know, just pretty girls on my Instagram. I love following women that are hustling and doing things and showing um, their insides of their businesses. So, well, do you think that's an important thing for you to have like your timeline more focused on things that will push you and move you towards your goal? Yeah, for me, that's who I like to follow. I mean, I follow a good, like a handful of bloggers and people from like my friends and my school. But honestly, for me, I feel my best on social media when I'm seeing content from women that are showing the behind the scenes of their life. And, you know, like, okay, this is them shipping out orders. This is how they maybe they are still all dressed up and looking amazing and going to events. But that's still more motivating to me than, yeah, just outfit photos or like seeing my um, friends in like sorority photos like those things don't get me going but when I get to see like the quotes and the behind the scenes that's what I personally love social media for yeah I don't know if I ever told you this Kara, but I'm thinking of actually like switching the position and like my focus on my Instagram because I've usually just taken pictures to take pictures but I really want to like focus more on like um, like motivation and like my faith things like that so I'm starting to do that. It's a bit weird because, you know, you kind of just post pictures because, oh, it's, I look cute. I hope people think I look cute. But yes. when you're doing, like, motivation, you're not thinking those kind of things. Yeah, and I, I do a bit of both, and it's still hard for me to feel good about posting more. Like, I call them blog-style captions because I'm like, oh, my gosh, what yeah. are my fellow college peers going to think of me? Like, trying to, you know, give out all this advice or motivation. They're probably like, who does she think she is? Like, I still have yeah. an insecurity about that. But then Gary V talks about this all the time, and he's like, who cares? Like, we're all wanting to grow our social media following. If that's how you're going to grow, then who cares what they think? Like, you're out there doing the content that they are – wish they could but their their insecurities are stopping them so that's kind of the mindset I have to have about it but it is a little different when you start writing more on like the blog motivational side how how did you initially do the shift because when she was explaining it it seems as if you kind of did it before you went through the shift so how did you Yeah, so when I was younger, I actually had two different Instagrams. I had a personal one and then like my YouTube one. And so I would just do, you know, the cute photos, cute captions on my personal one and follow people on there that I knew in person. And then my YouTube one was more focused around, okay, my audience and creating content like I do on my channel, but on Instagram. And then last year, my freshman year of college, I was kind of over it. I was like, you know what? This is me. Like if the people in my real life don't want to hear about the stuff I post on my YouTube one, like they don't have to follow, but that's really who I am and what I love doing. So I'm just going to switch over to one Instagram and that's what I do now. So the past few months I've kind of gone back into just posting like a typical college kid, I would say. And so I'm trying to get back into the mindset of, you know, also adding value. Um, So I'm yeah, I'm kind of in that in between stage, but yeah, if you want to start with having two separate Instagrams, that can be helpful until you feel more comfortable and then you can switch over to one if you if you want. Okay. Do you have a separate Instagram for your 
your workbook? Yes, okay. I do. I That one is just called Dream Achieve Workbook. And yeah, I wanted that one to be separate for sure because I wanted to focus on things just related to productivity and making that focused on the product as well and answering questions on there and um, yeah, just making it more of a business Instagram. So it's good. So would you say it's like there's a strategy of switching? Well, there's a strategy in like having an Instagram towards your business rather than like your overall brand like how do you separate your business from your brand yeah so for so long all that I did like my YouTube Instagram podcast it was all based around my personal brand which is just Hannah Ashton but then yeah when I created this product I I wanted it to be separated from me just a little bit and that's why I you know didn't call it the Hannah Ashton planner I called it dream achieve and so that's why I wanted it to be its own thing but also me be the face of it and people to know that okay this is the creator the founder we can follow her life if we want or if we just want the workbook and we don't really care about you know the creator we can just follow that and be a part of that community as well so for me I did want it to be separate just um, because I everything I had ever done was just personal branded but this I wanted to be something different all right so uh, for our last question what advice would you give to the college student who is struggling with their ideas and trying to turn them into a reality Hmm, okay I would sit down with someone you really trust whether it be a business mentor, a parent, a friend that you know they have your best interest at heart. Um, and so someone you really trust and just lay it all out for them. For me, I have some of my best ideas when it's in a conversation with someone. And for me, that person really is my mom. I, Whenever I have a new idea or a, something I want to do or a problem that comes up, I call her and like we just talk through it together. And so whoever that is in your life, I would sit down and just be like, hey, I want to talk to you about all these goals I have, all these dreams I have, where how I think I can get to them. But I also want to hear your feedback since you know me so well. And let me know if you think that the path that I want to go on is going to actually work to get me where I'm going. And so it also, I would say, starts from that conversation. And then hopefully you're leaving that conversation feeling motivated and knowing maybe what your next step could be. So maybe they advise you to take you know, if you're not in college, maybe to go take community classes in that subject or to sign up for a course or to ask for a camera for Christmas so that you can start this venture in photography. So hopefully after that conversation, you'll have like at least one step. And then from that first step, after you eventually get started in the right direction, I I personally find that everything else kind of opens up and it's, again, kind of overwhelming. You're like, holy cow, okay, now that I'm on this path, like there's so many different things that I need to do to continue on it. But at least then you know where to go and then it's just getting the the hustle and the drive behind it to, to keep going. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Hustle podcast today. We are so grateful that you took the time out to talk to the listeners and us. Thank you. And I love your guys, you guys and what you stand for because Healthy Hustle is just so perfect because, you know, we want to be driven. We want to get things done, but you also have to remember to take care of yourself. And so I love all that you stand for. <laughs> Thank you so much. And to our listeners, I hope you gained some insights on running a business while in college. Again, we want this to be an ongoing conversation with you. So please feel free to leave your comments, ideas, and feedback on our latest Instagram posts at the Healthy Hustle Podcast. Also, you should follow Hannah Ashton on Instagram. She has an amazing feed. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you during next week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of this episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the Healthy Hustle Podcast. We want to include you on this journey. 
and talk about things important to you. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you during next week's episode.